Hello and welcome to the Lex Campus podcast series. As a part of this year's uh, Lex Campus uh, podcast series, we are talking to a few of the Lex Campus users who had successfully cleared uh, 2018 exam. And today's guest is Mr. Govind Chate, who is a, a patent professional. And uh, welcome to the show, uh, Mr. Govind. Thank you. Thank you, Venkat. Why don't you introduce yourself? My name is uh, Govind Sate. I'm from uh, Pune, basically, Maharashtra. And uh, I have completed my PhD in pharmaceutics. Uh, so uh, in, in the year uh, 2018 itself. And uh, uh, currently, I'm working as a postdoc uh, research associate at uh, Mimer Medical College in uh, Talegaon, Pune. Recently, I was uh, working with uh, a law firm, IPR law firm in Delhi. Uh, but uh, I, I came back to uh, my research profile uh, and uh, joined uh, my previous group uh, as a research associate uh, after my PhD. So, uh, but I'm also involved in uh, filing uh, patent applications uh, for some of my overseas clients as well as uh, uh, some of the Indian clients that I have uh, managed to uh, have uh, in the last uh, few years. So, yeah, happy to be here. Uh, thank you. Thank you, uh, Govin. So, I, I'm going to address you by your first name. So, please sure. don't mind. Yeah. By all means. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so, it is interesting to know that we almost share similar backgrounds. So, you have a PhD in science. And, yeah. uh, and also, you had mentioned that you had worked in a law firm and now yeah. you're, you're having your own practice or you, you went back to your research, which yeah. is pretty much very very new started off your career could you tell me yes. when when was the first time you heard about patent agent exam or uh, mm -hmm. patent agent as a profession or mm -hmm. what motivated you to take up this exam yeah so uh, when i was in my uh, third year of phd uh, i wanted to file uh, a patent for uh, the work that i was doing uh, but uh, th there was uh, uh, there was no one to uh, give me the exact information uh, that is needed to like I, I didn't know the first thing about filing a patent and uh, uh, protecting my IPR rights uh, so I, I started digging out uh, stuff uh, online and uh, came to know that uh, you need to have uh, a patent attorney with you to guide you to have have a patent and after doing some more uh, digging on the internet I came to know that uh, you can uh, you don't have to be a patent attorney or do your LLB to, uh, you know, to be able to file your patents. So uh, there's a midway uh, that is given by the government that you can just clear the patent agent examination and you can prosecute your own patents. So that uh, that motivated me to uh, start looking out for the syllabus and uh, gathering information. Uh, regarding what is the patent act what are the sections what are the provisions and uh, the uh, let's say the uh, gateway of uh, ipr protection and uh, the do's and don'ts and uh, uh, you know the nuances of patent filing let's say so uh, i i wanted to uh, attempt this examination uh, in uh, the 2016 i guess uh, but uh, uh, and I and I actually had started uh, to prepare this for this examination, but uh, uh, fortunately or unfortunately, I'd say uh, I was uh, when at the time of that examination in 2016, I believe, 
uh, I was in Berlin, in Germany. So uh, for my uh, doctoral research, it was a joint collaboration with the Fair University at Berlin. Uh, so I, I, I was not in India, so I couldn't attempt it in 2016. Uh, but after uh, I came back and uh, I was at the stage of uh, filing my uh, thesis uh, for my PhD uh, in 2018. And uh, uh, again, the uh, patent agent examination had came out. And I thought, like, uh, this time I'm going to attempt with uh, full preparation. So I, uh, I I started uh, digging out uh, the stuff that is needed, uh, online coachings, uh, online videos, and then I then I came to know about the NPTEL lectures of uh, Professor Firoz Ali, and then uh, it, it, it they, they were I was like uh, uh, very much uh, content with uh, what was explained by Firoz Ali sir uh, in those videos uh, and uh, by just preparing, um, by reading the Bayer Act, the rules and just watching the lectures uh, uh, during my journey and uh, in my, <clears throat> let's say, leisure time. Uh, by self-preparation, I, I, I could uh, attempt it successfully. Okay. Uh Okay, so I have to pull you back here because sure. you, you, you threw a lot of information at us. Yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah. So, so let us take a step one by, by one. Step. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, it was interesting that you mm -hmm. used the word midway as one, mm -hmm. uh, as a word that you referred to taking this mm -hmm. patent agent exam, which is, mm -hmm. which is exactly true. So people mm -hmm. or the listeners uh, uh, to the show, they must understand that it is mm -hmm. not that only through a law school you can become a, yeah. a patent. Mm -hmm professional mm -hmm. so you can take this detour where you don't have to appear or you don't mm -hmm. have to sign up for the law school yes to become, exactly uh, to become mm -hmm. a patent professional rather you take this patent exam mm -hmm. uh, uh, offered by the central government uh, mm -hmm. yearly once or once in tw uh, two years mm -hmm. and once you clear this exam then you are mm -hmm. allowed to practice in front of the patent office yeah so that's pretty much the patent agent exam and yes. coming to the second point like that was interesting that you put that into perspective where it was mm -hmm. pretty much like a coin toss to decide whether you have to choose yeah. your research yeah. or, or take up this patent agent exam in 2016. But uh, it was unfortunate mm -hmm. from your side that you mm -hmm. had to uh, mm -hmm. focus on your research. Yeah. Uh, and so can I, can I assume that? Uh, so just mm -hmm. because, I mean, since you had to uh, take that decision of choosing your mm -hmm. research at that point of time that mm -hmm. you preferred to skip did you appear for the exam or you no no the I, I, basically i was not in india at that time i was in germany so i i, uh, I even if i wanted to but i, I couldn't uh, appear for the exam okay so and then you you gave it a shot in the second time which was in 2018 yes. so and and did you sign up for lex campus or you took the nptel course uh I, I, my as far as i uh, Remember, uh, Lex Campus. I, I was not aware that uh, you had uh, the Lex Campus, like a, a full-fledged uh, coaching kind of a thing. Uh, I just came to know, uh, stumbled upon the NPTEL courses, yeah. and uh, at the uh, during my preparations, then the Lex Campus uh, videos started uh, pouring into the, uh, YouTube channels, and uh, they were pretty much similar. Uh, uh, 
and uh, more uh, informative than the NPTEL. I, I, uh, I'm not drawing any comparisons here, but uh, this is the, the Feroz Ali sir's uh, videos were uh, very comprehensive, very thorough, and uh, quite lengthy, I would say, uh, on the NPTEL platform. Whereas uh, uh, the Lex Campus videos are short, on to the point, and uh, uh, you know, graphically uh, more uh, intuitive. Uh, I'll give you an example, like uh, uh, the patents that uh, the what cannot be patented in India. The video uh, that was uh, that is there on uh, uh, Lex Campus channel was, uh, you know, I, I remember that uh, in the second paper. There was a question on this uh, uh, section three, and uh, I could just, uh, mm, you know, in my head the Lex Campus video was running, and I was writing the answer. So, uh, yeah, so the Lex Campus videos were to the point and very uh, intuitive and informative uh, because they are, they have the pictorial uh, representation of the examples, and uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I mean, maybe this is a good time to uh, remind our listeners that uh, the way Lex Campus is different from mm -hmm. the NPTEL courses. Now, the NPTEL courses are offered under SWAYAM, so where there are two courses okay. under uh, patent law. One is the patent law for engineers and scientists, the other one is mm -hmm. patent drafting for beginners, uh, mm -hmm. which is offered by Dr. Feroz Ali. But, how the Lex Campus is different from a SWIM or the NPTEL platform is that Lex Campus is like uh, all in one place. So it offers everything. It's mm -hmm. not only the lectures. Uh, you you can select different packages where you have a set of revision tests and model exams. And you have access to some of this podcast and you have access to the forum where you can uh, ask uh, any questions. So, so the forum platform is something that's more interactive, not only with the with the, 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 the Lex Campus team, but also uh, within the subscribers. So you can, the subscribers can engage uh, in this conversation, engage in the interaction and clarify each, each other's doubts. And also uh, this year, so Lex Campus planning to introduce something called the memory chart. So memory chart is something uh, which we felt that would be definitely useful uh, for the first time users because so if you see the patent law or the patents act it's quite descriptive so uh, we, we have distilled that information down to a memory chart whether being it a timeline chart or a flow chart so that it's more of a figurative explanation than a descriptive explanation so which is something that lex campus will be offering this year so okay that's yeah. so, so pretty much uh, so I, I i just i just bought your time here to explain to the listeners mm -hmm. that, okay this is how lex campus is different from mm -hmm. NPT. Yes. So uh, it was quite interesting. So which means that you did sign up for the Lex Campus, but you entirely benefited from uh, yes, the yes. NPT course itself. So which which see exactly. yes, it, it it depends on the user also. So because few might mm -hmm. feel that if if they don't have enough time to prepare for the exam, mm -hmm. uh, maybe Lex Campus is the best shot for them because here it's all packaged mm -hmm. in one place. So and everything is planned and delivered to you. So all you have to do is just watch these lectures. And the Lex Campus is also a platform where it's mobile friendly. So you can watch it, download it, and uh, listen to it while uh, during your travel or any other time 
So uh, that that's that's how Lex Campus is different from yes, yes. what is offered. Yeah, it's good to have someone uh, guide you through uh, this right. uh, journey. Like yeah, right, right. So okay, so now now let's get back to the story of so you took this course and uh, mm -hmm. did you take any model exams or you just pretty much uh, signed up for NPTEL and what was NPTEL offered? That's what you had for the... Uh, yes, uh, yes. And uh, there was like uh, that phase of my life was like pretty chaotic because uh, I had to prepare for the uh, my PhD thesis. It was in the final stages. I had to write my manuscript and uh, so they, they were very uh, it was a chaotic time in my life but uh, uh, the, the NPTEL videos uh, were helpful for, uh, because I was uh, traveling a lot uh, during that time and uh, I, I, I used to just download those videos and uh, listen to them when I was whenever I was in bus or train or plane or anywhere and uh, uh, I had bear at uh, always with me. Like uh, the first thing that I did uh, when I started preparing for this patent agent exam was just to take a print out of the bear act that is available on the internet uh, in the PDF form and the rules rules as well. And the the the, uh, the most important thing that I liked about uh, the Lex Campus uh, book that came out at the last stages of the 2018 examination was. Uh, the way I was preparing, it was exactly like that. Like uh, that is my way of uh, studying for anything. Like uh, when uh, uh, when I when I started reading the Bayer Act, uh, I I came to realize that uh, there is a lot of correlation between the rules and the forms and the fees. So what I used to do is uh, I have that uh, uh, hard copy uh, still with me. So I, what I did was uh, uh, at the uh, Alongside the sections, I used to write the uh, relevant uh, rules and fees and forms then and there itself so that I can uh, remember uh, everything uh, correctly. And uh, when I came to know that you have already uh, like uh, made this book, uh, the sort of uh, the efforts that I took uh, to prepare uh, it manually, it was in ready-made format. <laughs> So I just regretted that I didn't come to know about this book uh, in the beginning of uh, my preparation. That could have saved me a lot of time. But uh, anyways, uh, it's a, it's a it's a very good book. I I I, uh, I wish I had it in the beginning of my preparation stage. Uh, but uh, I, I really applaud you for uh, uh, the way you have uh, prepared that book or uh, you know made that book possible and the. The way it is written is it's it's, uh, it, it's uncanny that uh, uh, I, I uh, started you know that's the that's my way of uh, preparing for any exam. Uh, I just write down all the relevant points. Uh, so so for let's not say patent agency any exam that I face, I I prepare in that way, and I was happy that uh, I was doing. So that gave me a lot of confidence that uh, yeah I, I am doing. <laughs> I am preparing in the right direction, and uh, uh, yeah. So sometimes it happens that you don't, if you don't have any coaching or anyone to guide you, uh, if you are just uh, preparing like yeah, self-preparation, yeah, you have to find innovative ways too. Yes. So uh, yeah, but, but I'm happy that uh, these students are lucky that this time they have this book with them, uh, so that they don't they don't have to manually do all this stuff of correlating with uh, sections and rules.
the, the mm -hmm. bigger issue with the, the bad act book was that, yes, uh, mm -hmm. it, it didn't carry those cross-references yes. uh, linking mm -hmm. the sections to rules. So mm -hmm. uh, that's what we thought as a team that, okay, mm -hmm. maybe it's a, yeah, that's, it's a good that's idea. That's the best way to it's, prepare. Yeah, it's, it's a good way to go back. I mean, mm -hmm. as you read the section, it's better you check the relevant mm -hmm. rules. So that way you know that you have covered the entire section and the related rules and the, the fees related to that that's a way to have a comprehensive understanding of any sections and the related rules yeah you put that in the right way yeah i mean unless you have a direction you'll find innovative ways to uh, have a better understanding of yeah content. and as as you rightly found I mean, that's how any good student would prepare for an exam. So, which is like, okay, make notes and make yeah. note of the relevant rules. And that's what pretty, uh, typically the Lex Campus also follow. We follow the footsteps of any good students would think about preparing for it. And we just implemented that. Yeah. Walk me through this process because you have an interesting background where uh, uh, when you took this exam, you already uh -huh. have a PhD. And uh, so tell me from, from, from someone from a doctorate background, uh -huh. tell me how, how does that experience bring you to, to uh, what does that experience help you uh -huh. as a patent professional, uh, someone with a research background? Yeah, so uh, yeah, that's a good point that you've raised. Uh, when I was working with uh, the uh, IPR firms in Delhi, uh, some of my colleagues uh, were working on the FER reporting uh, part of the patent prosecution and uh, uh, they were from uh, different backgrounds like MSc, uh, some were from, most of them were from engineering and uh, B.Tech, uh, biochemistry, microbiology and many other subjects. Uh, so the thing is uh, you have to have uh, a technical knowledge uh, of the of the invention that you are prosecuting uh, that's what i believe because if you don't know uh, let's say the marco structures what are marco structures and uh, so 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 non chemistry person will not be able to prosecute or uh, reply to the uh, fer objections raised by uspto or epo or uh, any other uh, uh, foreign patent, uh, foreign patent controller. Uh, so uh, I, I, I believe uh, uh, my science background, uh, particularly chemistry and uh, cell biology background, helped me uh, widen my scope. Because uh, when I uh, entered that uh, law firm, they uh, they threw me into the chemistry department and uh, uh, which uh, which i was happy with and uh, i was able to prosecute the chemistry patents uh, alongside that uh, my added advantage was i was able to prosecute the pharmaceutical patents as well and uh, due to my phd i was able to prosecute the uh, biochemistry and uh, uh, let's say uh, uh, yeah microbiologic uh, patents as well so uh, having a research background or uh, a science background or uh, technical background definitely helps you uh, in uh, serving the purposes of the clients more uh, uh, more suitably I will say uh, right. because uh, most of the time yeah so it, it, it always helps uh, to have a technical background yeah absolutely I, I completely agree with you so I mean I always see that uh, there is a gap 
a gap yes. in knowledge between the inventors and uh, someone who is IP attorney. Once you are a specialist in that domain, you almost bridge this gap. So you can yes. very easily step yourself into the shoes of inventor, which means mm -hmm. that you'll not, you don't, you'll not be spending as much time as you would be uh, if you're not a specialist in that domain. So which means the inventor can trust you with their ideas because they know that you'll be quick on your feet to understand what they are talking about. And then it also get easier for you to translate that into text. So yes. pretty much you have to translate their invention to text. That's what this drafting is all about. Exactly. And uh, during my uh, job interview itself, uh, the, uh, one of the interviewer was the guy who worked on the Gleevec case. So uh, he's kind of a legend in this field. And he asked me, Govind, uh, uh, what, what more information could we have given? Uh, like, uh, have, do you know the Gleevec case? So I, uh, so I, I said, like, yeah, definitely. And uh, I said that, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's quite uh, tedious to, uh, uh, for a, for a non-technical person to uh, get the understanding of uh, bioavailability and uh, the therapeutic efficacy that the Section 3D talks about. Uh, so I, I told him that if you had uh, me on your team when you were prosecuting the uh, Gleevec case, or litigating uh, would be the rather appropriate word, uh, then I could have uh, uh, you know, given you some inputs regarding how to uh, defend the therapeutic efficacy that is there in the Section 3D, which is a stumbling block in uh, granting the uh, uh, it's it's a complicated matter, but uh, uh, the the interview the interviewer agreed with me that uh, if they had some uh, technical person with them while uh, prosecuting the Gleevec case, it would have been uh, helpful for them. Uh, so the conclusion of uh, the meeting that I had with him was that more technical persons need to uh, come into the IPR field in order to serve the uh, patent field uh, or IPR field in India in a better way. So, uh, the, yeah. and uh, uh, the thing is that, uh, so put it very, very crudely, uh, I will say uh, the need is because lawyers don't understand science and scientists don't uh, understand how to codify their uh, inventure into you know technical format or in uh, uh, you know in a manner the patents are written. So so there there, there has to be a person who knows uh, a little of both. I will say absolutely. And I'm I'm, I'm also I can say that this is a evolving field. Uh, yes, exactly. Law. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, uh, specialist needs to enter this domain so that. It gets easier for some of the brilliant ideas to reach the marketplace, so which means exactly. yeah. you need someone with a lot of uh, technical expertise. Okay, let's let's uh, now shift gears to get mm -hmm. back to your uh, patent agent exam preparation and uh, sure. uh, how have you managed to crack this? By now, listeners uh, they understand the pattern of this exam, so mm -hmm. maybe I'll I'll take time in explaining them the the pattern of this exam. So paper A is objective-based questions for 100 marks uh, and paper two is again 100 marks which also happens on the same day so uh, the paper one uh, is uh, in the forenoon and paper two is the afternoon session and paper two uh, paper one is everything objective-based questions from the patents act 
Paper two is situation-based questions based on Patents Act and also some drafting questions. Okay, so now paper one is to us and paper three is to us. Now I leave the uh, uh, platform to you, uh, Govind, to explain us like, how did you manage your time? What mm -hmm. was critical from your perspective in terms of, was there any specific chapters that you believe that was more mm -hmm. important related mm -hmm. to others or how did you how did you focus on your preparation? Was there, so apart from marking all these uh, relevant mm -hmm. rules and fees, was there mm -hmm. something different that you did which which you believe uh, would help the uh, listeners here? Uh, okay, uh, so the thing is that uh, my nature itself is that uh, whenever I have, uh, I'm preparing for any examination, I, I don't leave anything uh, you know uh, that is uh, there there in the syllabus. Like I. I tend to do uh, the everything that is uh, there for the syllabus. So uh, what I could see that uh, when I, so the thing is that uh, just to give you a brief background, uh, when I got into that law firm, uh, the, I had cleared the uh, written examination part and uh, I was waiting for the interview uh, for, of the patent agent examination. Uh, and I, after entering into that law firm, I realized that uh, from that law firm, 15 people had appeared and only seven or six, six or seven people had, including me, uh, were able to crack the uh, written papers. Uh, so the, uh, so, so those, those people were very interested in knowing that uh, without any uh, coaching and without any uh, hands-on experience, I was able to. Uh, so, so they were asking me how how you prepared for this. So, they, so the same question that you are asking me that was asked to me back there, and uh, I said like uh, I did uh, just did the bare act and rules. Uh, that's what I did, and that's. Uh, but after uh, speaking to them individually and in group discussions, I realized that they were giving more importance to some sections than and leaving out. Uh, some other sections like uh, they were uh, less interested in like uh, focusing on the uh, uh, enforcement part of the patent they were just uh, focusing more on the prosecution part and uh, the, the, so my um, my strategy always has been to uh, give equal importance to all the sections and all the chapters and every rule that is there for the syllabus paper. So, so I'll give you the particular example for for this. So, uh, there was a question in paper two regarding. Uh, I, I remember it exactly. The section forty-seven uh, was asked in the uh, in the paper two of twenty eighteen exam. You can check it. Uh, and uh, I, I I had prepared it like. Uh, I remembered it uh, word by word uh, because I had prepared every section in that way. Uh, but uh, when I came out of the exam hall, uh, some of the people I discussed it with uh, were saying, like, I have, we had not uh, prepared for this section 47. And uh, we, we thought uh, that, uh, so they were under impression that never it, the question has never been asked on this section. So they just skipped it. So, uh, my strategy uh, has always been that I, I, I prepare every section, every rule that is there for the syllabus, and uh, that, that that actually helps. Uh, it, it the examiner uh, gets to know uh, through your writing that yes, you have uh, the complete understanding of the Patent Act uh, and rules and everything that is uh, related to the 
examination or syllabus. Just to take the conversation further for the paper to part. So uh, most of the th things that I uh, observe uh, with the many students preparing was they just mug up the sections, uh, numbers and uh, yes, I was I was I was getting at it. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's not only understanding the section and the section number. You have to understand the section from a because mugging up will only yes. only help you in paper, paper one. one. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yes. But yeah. Uh, you have to have the absolute complete understanding of the patent law or what the section is saying in order to clear the patent. Uh, sorry, paper two and uh, uh, you you need both. Uh, for interview, I will say, yeah. because uh, yeah, and uh, the thing is that after uh, the written examination, uh, uh, you know, I, I there was a wide gap uh, between the two, uh, and uh, if if you just mug up the sections, you tend to forget uh, in in a month's time, which which uh, will happen this year as well. I'll say, I I I I, will, I believe. So the end goal is not only becoming a, a patent agent, but also mm. becoming a good patent professional, which means yeah, because you have you, to you, understand you, the section. So yes, not yes. just uh, reproducing everything that's written on the patent side. So because uh, clearing the exam is just uh, just right. just the beginning. You you you, yes. you yes. have to practice it every day. So you so you can't uh, afford to just uh, forget uh, yes. what you have learned for the exam after the exam. Yes, and also just just to bring you to, bring this to perspective. Imagine yeah. like you appear in front of the client, and client is not going to ask yes. you questions <laughs> from the patent side. He's exactly. going to throw you a situation and say, that, "Okay, here yeah. is my situation. You are a patent agent. Advise me." So, and yes. it may not sound good, or it may not appear yeah. good that you flip yeah. the patent side book in front of them. No, no, no. Rather, you understand that. Explain them. Mm -hmm. on, on your feet saying that okay yes. this is what the situation which means you have to understand the sections rules yes. from a broader perspective so not yeah. not from the point of view of cracking this exam sure. again we are still in the paper one paper two part where you explained us about the understanding of the relevant sections so now there is a second component to it which is the viva part so yes. paper one and paper two put together it's 200 marks and in order to be selected for the viva one has to get at least 50 in paper mm -hmm. one and 50 in paper two yes. so that you are called in for the viva and your aggregate should be 60 percentage in order to be in order to be recognized you as a patent agent or in order to be registered you as a patent agent. Yes. So now uh, walk us through that viva experience. So mm -hmm. uh, did you implement anything new or anything special for your viva preparation or how, 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 how are the questions there? Uh, the, the questions were uh, uh, real life uh, question. I will say uh, they asked me regarding, uh, let's say, if you have a client, and they, they were more focused on the PCT part. Uh, for my viva, uh, I will say, so you need to have the clear understanding of PCT as well uh, in order to clear the viva part. Uh, that's what my opinion is. Yeah, in addition to the uh, Indian Patent Act and uh, the Patent Act and rules. Uh, so, uh, so they, they they gave me a hypothetical scenario. Uh, what you will do? And uh, uh, I, I I believe uh, what impressed them was uh, that I I could uh, uh, tell them the relevant sections, uh, the forms that uh, will be needed to uh, be filled in order to you know uh, uh, 
to help that client and uh, so they basically they asked me uh, what advice will you give to that uh, in in that uh, hypothetical scenario that they put in front of me and uh, i'll say you have to uh, have the uh, exact level of knowledge that you have for the written exam uh, for your viva as well because uh, what happens is uh, you become complacent after uh, reading your how many marks you have got in paper 1 and paper 2 uh, so uh, so the thing is uh, uh, you need to have let's say uh, 60% marks uh, as you rightly said so uh, the thing was that uh, many of my colleagues and uh, including me were uh, uh very much complacent because we needed just uh, 10 or 12 marks to you know uh, clear this exam because our uh, uh, paper one marks were quite good because uh, this last year uh, last time let's say in 2018 uh, the paper one was quite easy so everyone uh, that i knew uh, had uh, more than 90 marks in uh, paper one and uh, uh, around 60 marks in paper two so uh, they were already uh, having 150 marks with them. So I was just a formality for them. Uh, but uh, what, what, what I could uh, see was uh, the examiners were uh, uh, not impressed if uh, they could see that uh, even if you had uh, good marks in paper one and two, if you are not well prepared for the viva, they, they, they will uh, uh, they, 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 they can still take you down. Uh, so I can tell you by experience that one of my friends uh, uh, had very good marks in paper one and paper two, but he he, he became complacent, I guess, and he didn't prepare for the viva very well, and uh, he he just missed the uh, chance by just uh, four or five marks. So uh, I I believe uh, you don't have to be complacent uh, when you clear the first two stages. You you just uh, have to keep the pace of your preparation. Uh, in the same spirit and the uh, same uh, level of understanding you have to maintain in fact i will say you have to broaden your understanding to uh, you know correlate it the the law that you have understood uh, on uh, real life issues uh, because that, that uh, because the examiner uh, knows already knows that you know the bare act because uh, first one tests your uh, ability to well, the paper one tests uh, whether you actually know the, all the sections and rules, and uh, so so examiner is pretty convinced that you know the sections rules as well as you have a good understanding of the patent law. But can you uh, actually implement your knowledge in real world? That is tested in viva, and uh, uh, if if you can't do that, then uh, the examiner will not uh, let you have the certification. I will say. That's that's very interesting to know. So don't get complacent about your invitation yeah. for Viva. Still take it seriously because mm -hmm. it's not only your uh, knowledge about the Patents Act, how you present yourself in front of the, the controller yes. and how you, because everything depends because they would like to see you as the future patent agent, which means that your interaction with them would also justify them that you interact the same way with the client or yes. everyone else. Yeah, so that's a good point about. So don't get complacent. Uh, just just keep going like the way you did for preparing for the patent agent. Give it give the same effort for your wife also. Maybe I'll I'll put you on a spot to understand like, do you recall any interesting question asked during a wife? Uh, there were there. Uh, it's been two years, but uh, yeah, I'll try. Uh...
the one of the interesting questions was uh, pct related questions uh, give me a second <laughs> yeah never mind because uh, mm -hmm. i can i can i can share mm -hmm. you my experience so they asked me about the marco shelmans and they asked me about mm -hmm. how do you go about drafting a selection patent this was something interesting which you won't see it on the patent side which means unless you have a technical understanding of the content uh, you mm -hmm. may not be able to borrow that idea from the patent side. So they are looking for, they know that I have a PhD in chemistry and also I did some little bit of postdoctoral work, which means um, they expect me to be familiar with my uh, mm -hmm. subject content. And also they try to understand whether I could implement that uh, in the patent law mm -hmm. practice. So that's what they asked me. And I don't recall they asking me any patents act related uh, questions. And they asked me about the procedure involved in patents of addition. So those were the questions which I recall. Yeah, so, yeah, so just, uh, oh, yeah, go ahead, please. I just remembered the question. So, yeah, 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 go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so the thing, uh, they asked me that uh, if you have a competitor, uh, let's say you are working in a pharma, or let's say you have a pharma company with you, uh, you have found it, and uh, you want to prevent your uh, competitor from filing a patent, what you will do? So that this, this is the exact question that he asked me. And I said, uh, uh, what what he uh, what the invention that he is working on? Uh, he, I will not be having any idea what uh, his uh, invention is. So uh, he said, like, uh, let's say he has stolen your idea. Uh, how will you prevent him? So uh, I said, uh, uh, I said, uh, what I will do is uh, uh, I, I will uh, protect my IP. Uh, you know. Uh, by, uh, so, so the thing I said was, uh, uh, Indian patent uh, system is uh, more about uh, who files the first. Uh, yeah, right. So, first to file uh, is the key. So, uh, I'll jump ahead and uh, file uh, my patent whenever I have the you know uh, whenever I'll feel that uh, the invention is uh, patentable that it satisfies the all the three criteria: novelty, inventorship, and applicability. Uh, so he said, uh, let's say uh, um, some of one of your employee uh, you know stole your idea, and uh, then how how will you uh, uh, prevent him from getting your patent? So I said, like, uh, there, 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 there are a lot of uh, provisions. So uh, in anticipation chapter, uh, yeah. So I, I quoted exact uh, sections and rules and the procedure. And then and there, he was uh, quite impressed. And uh, he said, just uh, fine. And he didn't, did not ask me any other questions. So, uh, so you have to uh, be, uh, you know, ready with all the sections within your mind you you just uh, just need to be able to uh, uh, apply your uh, uh, understanding to the situation that is given to you and uh, that's pretty much it i will say yeah yeah the, the the giveaway here is understand the question that's posed to you yes. rather than just going parallel on a different track and answering mm -hmm. totally uh, uh, unrelated stuff to them which will definitely piss them off so yes, listen, yes. <laughs> understand that question and answer to that question and yeah. another thing which i wanted to ask you in paper two the the myth that the myth that is going around is uh, you have to cite the relevant section and rules for the situation based questions did you do that or do you advise people to do that uh, citing the relevant uh, sections is uh, is a good idea i will say uh, to the situations, situational questions uh, as well. 
uh, that, that is my personal opinion i i may be wrong or um, there might be some a better way uh, but uh, you know whenever there is a situational uh, dilemma that is presented to you uh, you you have to be very objective uh, with your approach and uh, explanation has to be uh, to the point i will say uh, you don't have to invent uh, some uh, you know novel way to uh, uh, you know present your answer but uh, you, you have to be very uh, to the point i will say and uh, uh, you, you don't have to just just cite uh, the sections you just uh, i will say you have to merge them with the lucid explanation and uh, uh, so so that the answer looks uh, you know comprehensive i will say uh, yeah, I mean, so it is it is yeah. it, it is safe to assume that that yeah unless if you are really sure about the section and rules rather cite it and explain the question asked asked to you and if you are not sure it's better to leave it at that just give a descriptive answer right yeah 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 don't don't misquote any section yes. or uh, yes yeah, you have to be absolutely sure that yeah, uh, okay. this section applies here yeah excellent so maybe i'll ask you this broader question just to mm -hmm. uh, get tension so how difficult is this patent exam so in you know, on a scale of 0 to 10 uh, 10 being the the toughest and zero beings nothing <laughs> so how do you uh, rate this exam uh, i i believe uh, it it varies from uh, person to person and uh, I, i don't want to be uh, too rude <laughs> to say that but uh, that, that uh, as compared to the others exams that i have faced in my life i'll say this is uh, uh, it it stands around like 6 or 7 uh, it's not okay. like uh, too hard but yeah uh, I, but I, but I, the thing yeah The, the 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 syllabus might not be uh, too vast i will say but uh, you have to have complete understanding of whatever syllabus that is there and it, it, it yeah the reason i asked you this question is to not drive away the listeners here but just to get their attention serious attention to this exam <laughs> yes and yeah you you can't take it casually as well as uh, you, you you don't have to be too much stressed out as well uh, you if you are even if, even if you are a working professional or somebody who is uh, completing his masters or doctorate uh, like me uh, you, you know uh, as i said in the beginning that uh, when i was preparing for this exam i was also uh, preparing for my phd hiwa as well as writing the manuscript and uh, preparing for the job interviews so uh, it 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 is it is manageable uh, i will say for a working uh, working class people or students uh, so it's not uh, too difficult but uh, you have to be persistent i will say oh, that's the, that's the thing uh, because uh, this exam uh, starts uh, and ends it takes like four to five months i will say uh, from the uh, initial advertisement to the first paper second paper and the viva uh, so uh, during that complete uh, uh, duration you have to be thorough with everything you can't afford to uh, you so you have to keep brushing up the uh, knowledge of your sections and uh, the knowledge that you have acquired so you have to uh, uh, revise uh, your 
this experience you know uh, uh, periodically i will say in in a week absolutely okay so this is i mean this 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 is not a cliche question rather i can ask only you about this so do you take pride in calling yourself a scientist or a patent agent <laughs> so uh, the, the first uh, line in my cv is uh, i am a formulation scientist uh, and ipr professional i will say uh, so that is the uh, tagline for my cv uh, so so i i pride on uh, uh, having the patent agent qualification and i um, so whenever i am delivering any lecture on ipr i i always introduce myself as a patent attorney because that was the title that i was uh, working with when i was working in the um, ipr firm in delhi uh, so so uh, i'm a uh, scientist at heart but uh, uh, but uh, i'm i'm a working ipr professional as well so uh, yeah uh, because I, there, there can't be a separate separation because uh, there uh, because the Uh, reason i became a patent agent was to uh, I, i don't want to uh, have someone in a position that they have uh, a patentable invention with them but they don't have resources to uh, file their the patent and take the advantage of the uh, privileges that are offered by uh, the government by granting you patent so uh, so so the, that was the main reason i became a patent agent in order to help uh, people like me uh, who have a, a research background and who have a patentable invention with them but they don't have the resources so uh, what i always do uh, is uh, even nowadays uh, when i am not in working in a ipr firm even in my ipr firm i was uh, doing pro bono cases uh, so whenever a student so i am always in contact with my juniors uh, at my doctor doctoral journey and masters journey so i, I always say they uh, tell them that uh, if you want to file a patent if any student wants to file a patent uh, i will not charge a, a single rupee of fees and uh, i'll i'll help them i'll guide them for free so uh, and i'll i'll continue to do that uh, throughout my life i have decided that uh, because that's what that's the reason i became a patent agent and i i encourage my uh, colleagues and students and uh, peers that uh, they they or they too should get into uh, this exam they should seriously prepare it and become a patent agent because uh, patent uh, ipr a, ipr uh, field in india needs more technical people uh, you know getting into ipr you resonate my thoughts uh, so with that can you give the career opportunities for patent agents uh, career opportunities you say Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah the, the the main uh, employment area is IPR firms, but uh, uh, so right now uh, where I'm working, I'm working even as a, a consultant patent attorney. Uh, in addition to what I do uh, every day, um, so the uh, I have many clients uh, working who who whom I am advising. Uh, uh, so there are a lot of uh, there is a lot of scope for uh, research students uh, if they have this uh, additional qualification as a patent agent uh, to to the engineering people i will say uh, 
many of my uh, engineering friends are patent agents and they are drawing very good salary because uh, the thing is uh, they uh, they can uh, pursue llb after uh, their engineering and uh, meanwhile they can just crack the patent agent exam and just get into a law firm and uh, if they have like 2 to 3 years, years of experience plus patent agent qualification plus uh, uh, btech degree and llb then uh, they, they they can reach uh, a good position in a very uh, quick time i will say uh, and uh, life sciences students also have uh, a lot of scope because uh, uh, ipr firms uh, are always looking for uh, people with uh, domain expertise i will say uh, because uh, as i previously said that uh, lawyers don't understand science and uh, scientists uh, lack the understanding of uh, the law so uh, there is a good chance for all the science as well as uh, I, i believe uh, for technical like engineering students to uh, be a liaison between the scientist and uh, a lawyer i will say so so the opportunities are limitless you you can start your own firm you can start your consultancy right away if you have clients and uh, it's it's a, it's a uh, very good qualification to have it it definitely broadens your uh, scope and employment opportunities i will say cracking the patent agent exam will definitely open the doors for uh, ip law firms i will say because nowadays uh, the the first thing that they ask is uh, whether you are a patent agent or not so yeah right, right. with that maybe i'll i'll throw this number to the listeners uh, so there are approximately 4000 patent agents in india in a population of 1.3 billion people in us there are like 10000 patent agents in a population of uh, 33 crores so which means there are close to one patent agent for every 3.2 lakh people in india compared to one patent agent per 32000 people in us so which means they are there they have surplus of patent agents in us so which also tells us that sky is the limit in india so in this population where there is a, a lot of uh, innovation spirit floating around a lot of startups booming around i think this is the right time to jump in uh, and become a patent agent so uh with that uh, uh, i thank dr govin for your time i really enjoyed this conversation with you same here same here. Uh, so thank you for that, inviting me yeah absolutely a pleasure and uh, with that uh, this is venkat uh, signing off